Let's just pray for ourselves and for our nation, shall we, this time? Um, COVID, Brexit, all sorts of things, economic recession beginning to bite, jobs under threat. We need the Lord to help us, don't we? Yes. All right. Father, we pray for ourselves, for our households, for our local community, and for our nation. Give us, Lord Jesus, we pray, the breakthrough to deal thoroughly with COVID-19. And give us, too, wise, generous-hearted leaders at every level of society who will work for the common good, not for self or party interest, but for the good of all. We pray for it, Lord. We are told to pray for authorities so that we may live quiet and peaceable lives, able to get on with being Christians and honoring you. We ask for that too, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You appreciate that in the way of things under the current restrictions, so we don't do, we can't do everything as we would wish to, or even according to our values. And uh, so uh, later on when we break bread, we'll explain to you how we do that for safety's sake. And by the way, if you're watching in on YouTube, do get some bread or cracker and something to drink and have that near you, because later on Colin will come and lead us in breaking bread. And uh, we want you to join in wherever you are with us here. Uh, likewise in our giving. Usually we make giving part of our celebration at the end of the morning. We have baskets to the front, including baskets for a special charity work, a Barnabas son serving the persecuted and suffering church around the world. And we have to just do that by way of a, a, a basket near the exit as you leave. But there are envelopes to, to put on there. And if you want to give to our friends in Pakistan who serve uh, the orphans and uh, uh, people in slave labor there, and also uh, Barnabas Fund. All you need to do is put Barnabas or Pakistan on an envelope, and that will go directly to them. Okay. So it, what you don't mark in that way is, of course, you're giving to God through Lighthouse. Right. Thank you. I want to bring the last uh, of this little series to you this morning. And uh, my... Oh, that's interesting. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, thought it was already gone over. Sorry, Sharon, thank you. My question for these last few weeks as we started back here together is what do we have if we lose just about everything else? Now, please, that is not negative prophesying. But, uh, you know, we've at least lost some of our freedoms. We've at least lost the opportunity to, to do church as we would wish to. Um, well, we have things that matter. We have relationships. First with the Lord, then with one another brothers and sisters in the family of God, and then with family and friends. And then we have what makes those relationships work. Picking up on 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, end of a chapter about love, which is not about romance, it's not about marriage, it's about the love of God for us and in us and through us. And now remain, abide, faith, hope and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest is love, but for now, in this time, until the last day comes, until the day of eternity, the day of glory, the day of the inheritance of all those who have loved the Lord Jesus. Until that day, we live with faith, hope, and love. Now, I haven't talked much about how that works with one another or in family life or in marriage because those are kind of... I've only got 20 minutes or so, so uh, there's only so much to say on Sunday morning. But I concentrate today on love, the love of God. I find it very difficult to find an image 
or graphic of any kind that wasn't pink or red or didn't have a heart shape or flowers. It's like people think, oh, love, love, you know. Um, the kind of love we're thinking about this morning is far, far away from romance, all right, and uh, uh, Valentine's Day. It is the love of God for us, to us, and in us. His love changes us and produces in us love for him and love for others. They couldn't get further away from romance than that. Though I'm not knocking romance. They're gone. Okay. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Sorry, Carol's around me. The, the source. We've got our 8s to 12s group running today, but they've, they've, they've already taken the way out. Thank you. It's all right. Um, love begins and ends in God. How many of you know what the, the first words of the Bible are? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God. And then he created. Before there was anything, there was God. God was before the beginning. Yet God was not alone. He didn't make the, the world because he was lonely. Because God has eternal existed in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they were joined in love, joy, and peace. You think, well, that's interesting because we experience those things. Yes, we do. Because God made us to experience those things. He made us to experience things which only happened in God until he made us to share those with. They've always existed in God. Love, joy, and peace. And God made us in his image. And part of that image was to be loved and to love. God made man, male and female, to share himself with us. And Adam and Eve, for a while, it seems, knew the love of God. But they listened to the words of the deceiver. They rebelled against the Lord. And actually, they, we rejected his love. You think, we talk about that as being the fall, the fall of mankind. Let me tell you how bad the fall was. Such was the degeneration and degradation of human nature in the fall that later on the first son of Adam and Eve, whose name was Cain, killed the second son, Abel. That is how lost we became from God's design and purpose. Yet, something of the image of God remained in us. John Calvin, the great theologian, said it's, we're like a cracked mirror. There's little reflections here and there, but you can't see the whole thing. Something of the image of God remained in us, even as fallen creatures. And we know love in various forms, the love of, a, the love of and for a spouse, the love of and for a parent, the love for our children, the love of and for a friend. It's a measure of our love for our neighbor that causes us to seek the common good and act not just for ourselves, to have a common interest as well as a self-interest. Though, sadly, that clearly is sadly lacking in our society today. And by the way, crises don't make things happen. They just reveal what's there. All right? The way we are as a people, as a society. Jesus saves and restores us to right relationship with God, and that's where faith, hope, and love work. They define this relationship we have with God. We believe Him. We trust Him. We trust Him for the future. We hope forwards in His goodness towards us. And we can know the love of God. 
We can not only know the love of God, that is to know about it and admire it and maybe think about it, we can experience it. Sorry, I've got ahead of myself a bit. In the law, God gave his values, the things that he wants from us, because they're the things that he really values. And there were two laws which overreached all the others, overarched the rest. And they were these. Jesus talks about them in Matthew 27, answering the question of a lawyer, a scribe. And the lawyer asked him, testing him, saying, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second, the man didn't ask him about two, but Jesus gives him two. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Love God entirely with all that you are and all that you have. Love others as you love yourself because they are equal in dignity and value to yourself. All men are created equal. You know where it says that? In the foundation documents of the American Constitution. Hmm. Hmm. Leave that be. But we, because of the fall, because of our human broken nature, are strangers from the love of God. We may have some experience of love, but it's small and even warped by sin. So people call things love which cannot be loved because they're not according to God's values. This is why Jesus came, to save us from our sins and to bring us back to the love of God. We can know the love of God, but we can also experience the love of God. Listen to this. Romans 5 is a... I can't go into the rest of Romans 5. It says, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. Now that says to me, that's an experience. That's something you know you received. The love of God was poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. I believe the Christian life is not, maybe, perhaps not a constant 24-7 experience of God's love in a felt way, but it should have experiences of God's love. The love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit reaches us, affects us, changes us, motivates us, and energizes us. We love because we receive the love of God. We learn to love as He loved, which leads us to a third commandment. The third commandment of love, and it's the one that Jesus gave us. And he called it a new commandment, John 13. A new commandment I give to you. That's daring. Jesus is saying, I'm adding to the two. Do you understand that? I'm giving you the third one. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This love has a simple but very profound measure. It's not love others as you love yourself. By the way, that's not love them as they love you. It's not reciprocating love. You initiate it. You love them as you love yourself. This goes much further. Love one another. He's speaking to disciples, to Christians. Love one another as I have loved you. How has Jesus loved us with a love that is self-denying? 
serving, giving. And the demonstration of this love has an outcome that the world will know that we're his disciples. They're followers of that one. These people are connected to love, to the love of Jesus, the love of God. They experience being loved by God and are transformed by that love from being selfish worldlings, loving things and fads, to being loving, giving, serving people. And it's seen, first of all, in the community of Christians. They are becoming more and more like Jesus as they follow him and are loved by him and are learning to love as he loves. The Lord Jesus speaks a lot about this great relationship of love. Firstly, between the Father and the Son and then between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and us, his people. And then from the love that we receive, we pass on to one another. We're reading John's Gospel if you're following our Bible plan. By the way, there's some copies just outside in the foyer. Uh, I encourage you, there's some things you can go in the foyer, just pick up and take away. Don't look at everything because you need to put it down again, but just take what you want from there. Um, there's some notes as well for this morning. From, we started doing a few of those again. If you follow with us going through John's Gospel between now and December, you cannot miss in chapters 13 and 17 this whole thread. The love that, that exists between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit becomes the love that which they communicate to us through Jesus and by the Holy Spirit. And so we then love God and we love one another. And we even love our neighbors too. You can't miss it. In fact, I'm not going to go there through John 13 to 17, but Ephesians, Paul talks about it this way. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. In other words, be more like your dad, like your father. Be imitators of God as his dear children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Our transformation as the children of God, does not wait entirely until resurrection day. That's when our bodies will be redeemed. They'll be gloriously transformed to be like the body of Jesus. Supernatural. But uh, the transformation has started now. Even now, Paul says in Corinthians, we're being changed from one degree of glory into another by the Spirit as we look at the Lord. We're being renewed in our natures, not yet in our bodies. If we walk in love loved by God, loving one another, we are behaving and becoming dear children of God. Not becoming more loved. God will love us more to reward us. No, that is not possible. God could not love us more than this. He gave his son for us. God has loved us entirely in and through his son Jesus. But we are imitating and imaging his love, learning to do that more than more. Remember too that our knowledge and experience of the love of God should lead us to fulfilling those three commandments. We to love God, to love one another. Jesus puts it, I think it's number two. And then number three, to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Why is love the greatest? Simple reason, because it will last forever. There will be a day when hope and faith will no longer be needed. When we see our Lord Jesus face to face, we don't need to believe in him we see him. We won't need to believe truth about him. We will be with him. We don't need to hope for the future. We're living in a future which is no longer unknown to us. It is eternal, unchanging, living in the face of God in the light of his presence. So we don't need faith and hope. 
after that day. But we will still love and be loved and love. I want to ask you this morning, do you know the love of God? We do not believe in our church, and most evangelicals do not believe, that being a Christian is merely a cultural identity. We are all lost from the love of God unless the Lord Jesus finds us, rescues us, and restores us. That is what the gospel is about. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. When he finds us, we are made forgiven, accepted, and adopted as God's children. And we know the love of God. Do you know his love? In a short while, when we celebrate communion together, and we come back again to the body of Jesus hung on the cross and the blood of Jesus that was shed for our forgiveness, this is how God loved us. He gave up his son to the cross so that whoever believes in him will not be lost but have the life and love that are only found in God. So this morning, especially if you're watching in on YouTube, during those moments, why don't you please take the moments to say a prayer, open your heart to the Lord Jesus. I believe he will hear you, and you'll begin to experience, even today, something of God's love. And Christian, stay loved. Interesting scripture at the end of Jude, little little uh, letter just before Revelation at the back of the Bible. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to preach all this verse. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. It's talking about hope there again, looking for his future mercy. Notice this. First of all, speaking to you today, Christians, you are beloved. God loves you. Right? You are doing nothing to earn his approval, his acceptance, his affection the warmth and, and, of his love. Nothing. But stay in the love of God. Do you get it? Yes. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Let me give you an illustration of that. It's a lovely, warm summer's day. And the, you know, but the, 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 the house is casting a long shadow. and You're making a choice. Do you stand out in the light and the warmth or do you stay in the shadows? Christians, you know, every time we make decisions about doing what is right and doing what is good and holy and true and following the Lord Jesus, we are choosing between light and shadow. Stay in the light. Walk in the light. Walk in the love of God. Stay where you know you, are, you have God's pleasure and approval because you're doing what is honoring to Him. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Don't walk to a place where you are, your peace and joy are disturbed or even are lost from you. You need to come back into the light, back into the warmth of God's love and find again the light and warmth of not a sun in sky, but our Lord in heaven. Pursue the love, joy, peace, which are only found in the eternal God through Jesus' Son. Let others see you live for a different purpose in this life. That you, as a believer in Jesus, have dignity and destiny as you live the life you were designed for as a dearly loved child of God. Amen. 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 Let's pray. And then.